Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters, stuff about your house and your properties. Whether you're in the market or if you are looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, for your abode, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I also love being your host every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions for people, buyers, sellers, investors, uh, a little bit of everything. I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top producing REMAX agents in Western Canada. I could also help you as well, too. If you have questions or would like a second opinion about your real estate, give me a call. Again, my contact information and the info of our whole Home Show team members are on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or just reach out to me, as many of you do every week. Uh, I'm at primeteam.ca or just Google Tony Joe Victoria or Tony Joe Real Estate. I would love to hear from you. We're having a conversation today, and this is one of these um, one of these all-encompassing conversations about real estate and what's happening out there, not just in Victoria, but perhaps all over as well. And our guest today is my associate team member at the Prime Real Estate Team, Sean Farrell. And you know what? We're going to get right into it. Sean, how are you today? Doing very well this sunny Friday afternoon, Tony. Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, it's a long weekend. Oh, aren't we lucky? The weather's looking great. I've been driving around noticing people working on their yards already, right? Yeah, well, I was just I was just noticing. It looks like you got it looks like you've been out in the sun a little bit already, or maybe you've just been driving around with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, waiting for uh, at a, at a client's house, waiting for tradespeople to come in yesterday. I just found the right exposure and I happen to have, uh, by the way, pro tip for realtors that listen here is good to have a folding chair in the back uh, in your trunk because this was a vacant home, right? So uh, I just set up and managed to uh, do some work online uh, through my phone and got some sun. So thank you. Yes. I I'm feeling like it's going to be a good sun year this year. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think I well the the predictions are for that just that as well. So I I think it is good. Um, there's all sorts of things we could talk about around even just the sun. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. You know, uh, in due course. Just want to give a quick shout out. I mean, the entire whole home show team is amazing. Uh, but Denise Webster, uh, our, you know, the mortgage broker uh, partner uh, we work with, has been working really extraordinarily hard uh, the last week or two, solving all sorts of problems for uh, our clients. Uh, so thank you as always to everyone, but especially the last week or two, Denise, she's been working as hard as, as anybody. And that's saying something because this has been, uh, you know, with, with, between the state of the market and also just, you know, um, a provincial health officer, COVID protocols, 
uh, we got a lot of hoops to jump through and we're getting through them successfully with the, with the, with all hands on deck with the team. So thank you. Thank you, Denise, uh, the, especially in the last couple of weeks. There's no question. It's always great having the right person on the bus, as they say. And uh, she really is. I mean, hey, listen, there's a lot of great mortgage people out there in Greater Victoria. We have uh, many contacts with other mortgage people, too. But, you know, Sean, you're right. Uh, Denise is uh, she's number one. She's she's great. And we, we very much appreciate her. We appreciate the fact that she's been a supporter of our program here pretty well since day one, four years ago. And um, she has just brought so much great information and knowledge to our listeners. And I know she's helped a lot of our listeners uh, also. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a busy time, though. Right, Sean? I mean, both of us have been in this uh, business for a while now. And uh, I mean, let's just start with this question here. How, how are you feeling? Because this has been a very different time uh, to what we're accustomed to seeing, right? Well, thank you for asking, Tony. Uh, this is a, a great platform to uh, to start a conversation off that takes more than 10 seconds to describe. Um, <laughs> things aren't as busy as they have been, but that doesn't mean it's black or white. Uh, I've been having these conversations with some buyers because they're, you know, a lot of buyers have had a lot of, you know, anxiety and, and stress lately because things have been moving quite quickly. Uh, more so than sellers, uh, although sellers often become buyers, and so things balance out that way. But um, I, I, I personally, um, uh, through my my own uh, transactions, as well as talking anecdotally to our fellow agents and our team members, uh, are seeing things slightly slow down a little bit. Whether it's single family detached or or strata living, um, but it's not. It's not black and white. I'm not. We're not saying all of a sudden you're going to be starting getting deals. Uh, you know, uh, uh, successfully uh, scooping a place for quarter million dollars under list price. <laughs> um, things. Uh, not everything selling. Uh, you know, uh, delayed offers are, are a common theme, and we're seeing a lot of offer dates come and go uh, where th there's no offers presented. Now it will usually sell fairly quickly after that, but uh, that's uh, that's a little bit of a, a thaw there in terms of the logjam. Of inventory so and the inventory numbers are have crept up a little bit we're getting a little still bit low though bit. still low still low again yeah. not black and white it's no. like it's varying shades of gray so uh the the pace we were at is it was not sustainable uh you know forever and ever so it's uh it, it, it's a little bit of a little bit of hope uh, out there but i also think that people people are very happily distracted right now tony by uh getting text messages and uh, emails about getting their vaccinations and uh, that's <laughs> people's attention have been in the last week or two mine included so oh of course of course yeah. so so this is the thing now i mean um and we're gonna talk more about this uh, probably after the uh, the first break here but uh there has been a shift and any of our, our real estate colleagues who listen to the program because we know there's a lot who listen to the program uh, they're gonna agree as well too it's not quite as nutty as it was before i think i think it is possible that we hit peak nuttiness a little while ago um, my, my feeling right now though, is that it's complicated right now. It's not, I mean, you were saying it's not black and white in many ways, that whole delayed offer situation and bidding wars and multiple offers, at least there was a sort of, uh, rules of engagement, like gameplay, right? And we're seeing more now these cases of bully offers, you know, you know, um, Bully offers, we're seeing, like you said, examples of offer time coming and offers not showing up. Uh, it's it, And it's, it is mind-boggling. I mean, we're in it every day, and we help people. But I know, I know, because we both you and I have talked with our clients, buyers uh, or sellers, and it's just sometimes it's just hard to get one's head wrapped around 
the way things are going right now, right? Well, yeah, that's because it's there's there are rules with great intentions, uh, and but you know they they uh, they they don't need to be necessarily. Um, they can change, you know. The seller can change their mind. They can they can they can go in and say we're gonna our intention is to delay offers and then a, a preemptive or bully offer where I've been I've been referring to them as preemptive offers. Uh, will come in and uh, there's a lot of confusion and frustration on, uh, out there because a lot of people until they've gone through the process don't really understand it um, but essentially uh, it, it yeah I think there where it's a transition time where we, you know we're, we're seeing um, a bit more inventory and people aren't quite knowing what to do but um, when do you want to talk about the uh, upcoming changes to the stress test Tony um, oh yeah and actually we're, we're well I had hoped to get Denise on today, uh, and you mentioned before she's busy. We will yeah. get her on for next week, and we're going to chat about that after after our break here, okay. right? Um, but uh, you know, I, I, and again, it's just it's it's a very interesting time right now. Like a lot of us are missing the the normal days, and we're not just talking about pre-pandemic days, but just the you know doing business and and everything, right? Be having so much so many conversations recently about supply chain issues and about labor shortages and about material uh, costs. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be one of these weekends where maybe uh, our listeners just sit on the back patio with a nice refreshing drink and just uh, you know let everything <laughs> let everything just kind of relax and chill out, you know, because. Yeah, high high stress for a lot of people, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that maybe that's going to happen. I I have I have been talking to uh, some of our colleagues, Tony, uh, some of which that uh, are using words like uh, took some self care, uh, took some time out, didn't realize I was burning out until I was burnt out. So there's there's some people, uh, you know, uh, some people that are taking some time getting back to basics. Business is still going ahead. Inter in the big picture, interest rates are still very very low. Uh, and people have all sorts of reasons why they need to buy and sell real estate, not just because the market's doing well. Perfect. Uh, well, listen, hold that thought because we got to take our first break. When we come back, we'll be continuing our, our conversation with Sean Farrell from the Prime Real Estate team. That back. Was oh, it is fast. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Having a conversation today just about real estate in general and stuff in general. And sometimes you have these conversations, you never know where they're going to go. And we're having a chat today with our associate team member, Sean Farrell at the Prime Real Estate team. Uh, Sean, good to have you on here today. Love being here and having a chat to a chance to chat. Pardon me and uh, and uh, share some observations from the market uh, so that uh, we can get it out to the people. Not quite a full blown state of the union, but uh, a good catch up uh, nonetheless. For sure. Hey, listen, you started the for the first section giving kudos to Denise Webster, our show uh, partner, about doing some great work, uh, which she does. Uh, and you got me thinking. You know what? I am going to thank another one of our show partners today, and that would be Gurpreet Randawa from the Sitka Law Group. Gurpreet yep. is uh, a, a lawyer from uh, Sitka Law. Uh, she handles a lot of real estate, and I must tell you a story right now. So we have clients from Ontario who are buying new construction, sight unseen. Actually, when you think about it, 
any new construction is kind of sight unseen because, you know, th there's nothing there yet, right? I mean, it's, it's just a poor foundation. But one of the things that we all, we add is um, subject to the buyer's lawyer reviewing all the documentation, especially with a new build. There's, you know, uh, the developer's dis um, disclosure statement sometimes. There is uh, a number of other things. Uh, so anyway, she messaged me because she was having a call with these Ontario folks coming up. And she said, hey, in this uh, contract, it makes reference to a developer's disclosure statement, but there isn't one. Is there? Uh, to which I said, no, there's not, because this is a little different. Like they're buying a house from a builder who has already bought the lots from a development. So they're basically selling the new houses, right? It's They're not selling the development, they're selling the houses. So there is no disclosure statement, but they were using a template from prior developments they did and it should not make any reference in there to a disclosure statement and the interesting thing is they've sold a number of units and no other lawyer has caught that so uh again kudos to gurpreet that i mean that's why we have these specialists right and uh, it was easy enough to explain right but uh, interesting to hear from a developer saying whoops that came from another template just a little context for uh, any any would-be buyers out there. Uh, if you're buying new home construction, um, quite often the developer will have their own contract uh, that they want you to agree to as the buyer to sign to. And when, the, when they, not always, uh, but sometimes those, those contracts can have clauses in there that uh, generally are somewhat in the favor of the developer. Not always. And uh, that's why we always, always, always want a lawyer to review those contracts when it's when we uh when they're for things just like that and, and kudos to Capri for catching that that's uh that's yeah. i'm not surprised but it's always good it's always good to hear for 100 for sure for sure well um and i'm probably gonna thank our other show partners uh after our other breaks but we were having a chat a little earlier about what's going on out there and i made the comment that things are complicated now and you were talking about uh, preemptive offers, bully offers. So let's just kind of walk through this one a little bit. And this is as a reminder to people um, with in the old days, that's the old days. Let's say, you know, pre pandemic, you like a, you see a house, you like a house, you make an offer and maybe you get it. You know, you 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 give your price. The seller might counter. You go back and forth. Sometimes they don't come together. Sometimes they do. Uh, usually the price is the list price or less, right? That's normally what happens. Now that has not been the case in all of 2021 so far. In five months, uh, there was a pretty notable shift in the fall. You know, sort of uh, November December. And now, uh, of course, a buyer has a look at a house and says, geez, I kind of like this house. Uh, they make an offer, but when they do, there's like four or five or 10 or 15 other offers. So the seller, of course, is going to be saying, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the best one, the highest price one, the one with no conditions. And that's this whole multiple offer situation. So some of these poor people, they've tried four, five, ten times unsuccessfully on houses. How, where are you at this year so far, Sean, with number of offers written? Uh, I don't I don't think your number is as is, is high. I've heard high ones, but I, I feel you're doing okay. Oh, the most, you mean the highest number of offers before? Before uh, succeeding, yeah, with the same buyer. 
Yeah. Uh, with the same buyer, I'm not as high as a lot of other things I've heard, but I have I have approached ten with two different clients where, uh, and that's in the last year. Yep. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it it's it's uh, I had, I, I I think there was there's no explanation for it, but in January and February I was actually going doing quite well. I had three quarters of the um of the offers I presented in those months actually got accepted. Yes. Uh, followed by uh, March and April, where that number came back down to earth really quickly. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's no way of, of predicting that, but um, there's a lot of factors. It's it's a it's a really it's a really uh, complex, um, as you've mentioned, it's a complex issue to 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 describe. And maybe the best way to approach it is kind of chronologically or paint a real quick picture for people. When you go to buy a house, the, one of the first things, if you if you're trying to buy a house, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to if if something comes up. Uh, that you like you're going to try and view it and you need to book an appointment for that but we're in a pandemic and, <laughs> and the province says you can only be in there for half an hour and you can only be in there you that's know, a, by the way some 15 minutes right they're doing 15 yeah. minutes in vancouver yeah 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 so you gotta you know what and so with their with limited inventory and only set times there's a bit of a scramble to get in to actually see it right uh and sellers you know they all have different uh, motivations some sellers want to give enough time for a lot of buyers to get through that should be the primary motivation because generally speaking the more people come through uh the, the better the chances you're going to have someone that likes the house and wants to buy it and uh, those you know, supply and demand is really simple the more more buyers you have that are interested the better off the seller is going to be and the more time you give buyers to do that through delayed offers uh the better the better you're going to be however um, some sellers um, are recognizing how low the interest rates are right now, and they're getting their houses on the market uh, with really short um, times for acceptance because in the old times, as you referred to them, Tony, um, those houses may have languished a little bit because they may have some deferred maintenance or maybe they've, uh, you know, they've been, you know, they just haven't been updated for a long time. Um, and, uh, and, and, but uh, to, uh, to get, to encourage offers uh, to happen quickly, They'll have a shorter time. All of these factor into, uh, to uh, you know, the rush to get in to see a place, uh, which is appears to be slowing down. But you were you were talking about, um, uh, you know, what what can happen with a preemptive offer if they've got those delays. Uh, if they've delayed the offers, if a good enough offer comes in, uh, sellers may want to consider it. And uh, you you were talking about well, actually. So let's let's just let's just paint the clear picture. So that's yeah. that's like okay, I've listed my house for sale. I want to have showings for a few. I'm listed my house for sale on Saturday, and I want to have a few day showing. So I will not look at offers until next Friday. That's what that's what's called a delayed offer. Right. Even if they come in, I'm not going to I'm not going to act on them. Yeah. So you can send an offer in, you know, on Monday, but I'm not going to look at it. So that, this is this is generally how it's worked. But um, going back to the uh, the preemptive offer or the bully offer. Right. Again, that's when somebody says, no, I'm not going to listen to your instruction about Friday. I'm going to send you a really good offer right now. And, uh, you know, you should really consider it. And that's that's what's called a bully offer. What are, what are buyers doing, Tony, to make them more enticing or to to maybe tempt a seller to change their mind on their on their offer schedule? Well, you, you know, the first thing, of course, is they're going to try to uh, meet the seller's date requirements. They're going to make the offer nice and clean, so no subject to financing, inspection, title, any of that kind of stuff. They usually attach a, a cute little note with a picture on it saying, oh, you know, we're a nice young family. You know, we love your home. We love the kitchen. And, you know, we're going to be great people. Uh, but 
But the thing that is always there is the price. So they're going to put a crazy price on a bully offer, right? That makes sense because if you're a seller, um, what you know, what's going to motivate you to maybe change your mind on what you're doing, or if uh, you know, as as we just talked about, a lot of the sellers, you know, motivation for delaying offers is to get a lot of people through uh, in supply and demand scenarios to get the price up. But if the price comes up real quick and real early, maybe they want to act sooner rather than later. So that's what's that's what that's what's been happening, and uh, it's it's still complicated. Tony, I agree with you, um, but um, I think in time. Uh, this this will change and we'll maybe get back to the to the old days. Now this isn't just pandemic driven. We did in 2016 and part of 17. We did we were we were seeing a lot of this, but uh, not to the level we've had with these ultra low, never before seen interest rates. Um, it's not unheard of. Uh, it has you know and it has been happening not just in Victoria but also Vancouver, uh, Toronto, um, and uh, probably other. I I know you've you're talking to a lot of your friends and and uh, colleagues out there, Tony, across the country that uh, that, that that are seeing this, especially. In- I know Winnipeg of all places. <laughs> well, hey, listen, uh, hold that thought. We got to take our uh, our break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the whole home show. And I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellez, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call they would love to hear from you. You can find our contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows and there you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All their contact information is there. Or just Google uh, Tony Joe Real Estate, Tony Joe uh, Victoria, the whole home show. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, by the way, all of our episodes are on iTunes or Google Play. And you could always listen to recent streaming episodes again on our page on the cfax1070.com website. Now, uh, our guest today is Sean Farrell. He is a team member and associate at the Prime Real Estate team at Remax Island Properties. So we work together. Uh, it's you know, Sean. It's it is definitely an interesting time. I was just thinking about the fact that as a team, we typically are physically together a lot, except we haven't been uh, under the pandemic because we got to listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry, and it's been kind of weird, eh? Yeah, it's been kind of weird. We've uh, successfully relocated ourselves in theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our brilliant operations manager is down there uh, holding the fort, but uh, the doctor, the good Dr. Henry doesn't want us uh, hanging around each other for any longer than absolutely necessary. And, and we agree with that. So I'm looking forward to uh, being able to uh, see see people in the flesh and uh, notice their level of t- sun tanning uh, a little bit sooner than later because uh, <laughs> yeah. you snuck up and got a suntan. I got to get now I'm motivated to get out uh, and uh, get some sun on our face, which, which will happen. But uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're still in the pandemic folks, but it's the, 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 I, uh, the cliche light at the end of the tunnel. It's true. It's cliche, but it's true. We're, we're, we're getting close. Hey, listen, now you brought up something that I have actually not rolled out to our listeners at the whole home show here. Uh, and that is because you mentioned a move. And yes, we have moved. I moved from my longtime home uh, of, I think it's 28 years, at Remax Camosun. Uh, and we started our own Remax office here in town called Remax Island Properties, with offices, by the way, in Duncan and Mill Bay as well. 
And what uh, you were mentioning, Sean, was our lovely new spot down at Dockside. Dockside Green, our offices overlook the uh, Point Hope Shipyard uh, and the Inner Harbor. It's beautiful. The reason why I haven't mentioned it is because I would love to invite fellow colleagues and guests and friends or, or, or listeners of the show to pop in and visit. But of course, we're not doing that right now because it's COVID and it's technically closed. So we're going to have a formal celebration when, you know, it, everything goes away. But, uh, yeah, no, very excited about our, our office and, uh, uh, you know, bigger things to come. Right, Sean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, for everyone, for, for, for all concerned. But yeah. uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're looking, we're very much looking forward to being able to spend time collaborating uh, in our own space and, uh, and uh, in our new space and also, obviously, uh, I've actually, I personally have had lots of agents ask me about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've said, you know, some of them have dropped by to do things like pick up keys, drop off files, things that we have absolutely need to do even in a pandemic. Uh, but uh, we're looking forward. We're right down there just across the Johnson Street Bridge. You said on the Inner Harbor. Next oh, right morning. beside Fall at Pea Bakery yeah, and Cafe best, Fantastico. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, no, uh, come for the real estate. Stay for the baguettes and the really yeah. good coffee. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? There's something to be said when the baker asks you if you like your baguette uh, a little more burned or a lighter brown. So you get a choice. It's the rare or medium rare of the uh, of the baguette, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, yeah uh, now you're making me hungry. Or gonna, well done. Or well I've done. Got a new barbecue coming. It's going to be delivered next weekend. Uh, Capital Irons uh, come through. So nice. Mike Smith and the gang at Capital Iron. Yeah. Um, okay. So listen, we were having this conversation about multiple offers. Bidding wars. Um, I have a theory, and I want to have this chat with you uh, about this because, you know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, my 30 years, how often I saw multiple offers and bidding wars before 2016, and it was rare. I, I actually, we're working on a, a file right now of a condo that a client of, uh, of mine bought back in 2002, and I noticed that she paid $3,000 more. Then list price. So of course we had a multiple offer situation back then because I was there, I was involved, right? Mm -hmm. um, Three thousand dollars. Wow, it seems like a big deal, right? But people often wonder, you know, they're like, how, "Why is it so fast moving now? Why, why are there all these offers? How come there's twenty offers uh, instead of just a few?" Here's my thought, Sean. Do tell. Be it's all about technology. Because first of all, people are getting information on realtor.ca or they're getting their realtor sending them updates, which we didn't have back then. We didn't have, you know, we changed our MLS system in 2008. We didn't have portals. We didn't have updates, you know, for clients back then, you know, clients receive them now. The other thing that we didn't have is we didn't have electronic signatures. Ah, uh, yes. Right. So here's my thinking. It is so much easier for a buyer who's on the fence, who has the mindset of, you know, let's just let's just throw it against the wall. And if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, no big deal. Because the barrier to entry is low. It's because a realtor can whip off a contract, do it right, of course, always. And then they can, instead of having to run over across town to get a signature by hand and then scan it or photocopy or a fax or all these kind of things, they can literally do it from their laptop or their phone. It's like boom, 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 offers over, read it, sign off to the other realtor. It happens in, that's the reason, in my opinion, why we're seeing all these offers. What do you think? Well, I, I think, 
I agree with the, I definitely agree with the electronic signatures. That's been, I think that's a big driver in, in multiple offer scenarios. Uh, the information dissemination, the technology has been around for a while. Uh, I feel like you're going to get both of us in, into admitting how long we've been doing this uh, really quickly when we, when we uh, consider that. But um, I, yeah, I see uh, my job as a realtor uh, really is to, uh, we're the project managers um, of a, you know, a very large project to make sure everything comes together at the right time. And we're here to keep you from making financial and legal mistakes more so than getting the information to you because it's the information age, the internet, everyone's got very similar things, but the, definitely agree. Um, I hadn't, and I hadn't thought about it. The, the electronic signatures is definitely a huge, uh, reduces a big barrier to getting offers submitted uh, really quickly. So long as, you know, you, 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 you're happy with the contract, it's really easy to do now. Uh, gone to the days of fax machines and uh, having a roll of quarters in your car so you can make phone calls from every people, <laughs> you know, where, where, where you are. It's like we can we can do our jobs. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show about having a chair in your car so that when you're waiting for trades, you can get your chair out, yep. get, your, get your iPhone out and start returning emails and even, you know, getting contracts signed. It's uh, definitely, uh, definitely that, but it's also interest rates but we've beaten we've beaten that one quite a bit so i don't think we need to keep visiting no you know and, and you absolutely it's like we all acknowledge interest rates are are are, are the big driver here and you know that was my that was last week's episode here at the whole home show was talking with the pollster with mario canseco who asked 804 british columbians and and the overwhelming uh 43 percent uh two-fifths felt that interest rates were the driver but but it just you know things are just easier to do now and you know, some of our listeners will remember when their realtor had to drive across town with paper and carbon paper, right? And <laughs> press hard. You got to press hard because it's cheap carbon, right? Mm -hmm. And then, the, you know, you need to get signatures, initials, and then the realtor had to go back to their office, sometimes across town, throw it in a fax machine or, you know, maybe copy it or whatever. Um, yeah, gone are those days because now we have uh, electronic methods, which are all, by the way, completely legitimate and legal, just in case people are wondering. It, it's just, uh, it has sped up the process is what it's done, right? And that, that legacy is going to, you know, we're talking a lot about vaccines and, and getting back to normal, and but I, that's going to, that's a, this, this pandemic has sped up people's um, education and adoption of technology and people that may have otherwise spent, and, and just even you and I, we're doing this on Zoom. How much did we know about Zoom 18 months ago or even 14 months ago we didn't we knew a little bit but now we're experts right so yes. i think it's gonna last even it's you know that 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 convenience it's like i don't need to meet you at your office to sign a contract i can do it from my kitchen table and I, by I, the way and and clients clients are ones that are saying oh i don't we don't need to meet just let's just do a zoom like yeah, they're yeah. the ones that are asking and it's it's really yeah. interesting yeah yeah Huh. Well, we're having a conversation today with Sean Farrell. He's an associate with the prime real estate team at Remax Island Properties. And that is uh, our team. So we are teammates uh, and team members. A very interesting time out there in real estate. But we do need to take our uh, last break for the day. Uh, hold your seat there, Sean. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. And I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation today about the state of real estate out there right now here we are it's may long weekend it's a beautiful weekend the weather is great we are pre-recording right now it's friday it's friday the 21st even though you guys on cfax are listening to this on saturday so what we've been doing recently we talked about this just before the break the pandemic has made us change things and whereas i used to be down in the studio every week i have not stepped foot in the studio 
since, well, I guess it's March of 2020 right now. And this is the way we're doing things now. So, so uh, to our listeners, thanks again for joining us today. Uh, Sean started our episode today by giving a shout out to our show partner, Denise Webster. Uh, on the second break, I brought up a Capriz Randawa from the Sickle Law Group, who also did some excellent work for a client of ours uh, just this past week. Uh, I want to follow that tradition and make sure in our last uh, our last uh, segment here that I bring up our other two show partners who are amazing. So first of all, Pierre Beauvais at Silhouette Home Inspections. He's been doing a lot of pre-listing inspections recently. And we've talked, him and I have talked about this on our show uh, recently. This is something that's become really, really handy for sellers. And if we're expecting multiple offers, bidding wars, we want to make sure that buyers have the opportunity to get their own building inspection. But if they can't, for whatever reason, building inspectors are booked up, they're not available or, or whatever, then the seller has done a pre-inspection in advance so that any buyer knows exactly what they are uh, getting themselves into. With a disclaimer, by the way, that any buyer should rely on their own. Let's not forget that this is an inspection that's commissioned by the, by the seller, right? Anyways, Pierre has been doing some great work and uh, we uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, and finally, JP Sellers, f- Sellers from uh, Westland Insurance, always great. I-, I have mentioned many times before to our listeners that it's part of our process at the Prime Real Estate team. When somebody is buying a home, we send the information to the gang at Westland Insurance to number one, make sure there's no stumbling blocks or issues with getting insurance, because sometimes there are, right? Uh, and number two, uh, giving a quote. So our clients get a quote, not to say that they've got to use them, but they often do, by the way. Uh, it's just another option uh, and a difference from perhaps their own current insurance provider. So uh, JP Sellers at Westland Insurance. Uh, the other thing I should mention too, I love dealing with the gang at Westland because car insurance is so easy. Uh, it used to be when we had weekly meetings that JP, because he's licensed to do so, would deliver our new sticker and our new policy. Uh, things are different now because uh, ICBC is doing things online and whatnot. But I mean, it's nice to have the service of an insurance provider. So thank you both, JP Sellers, Westland Insurance, and uh, Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. Uh, Sean's clapping right there. You guys can't see him because you're listening. But uh, all of our show partners at the Whole Home Show here are fantastic. Denise, mortgage broker, Gurpreet, uh, lawyer. Uh, Pierre, building inspector, and JP at Westland Insurance. You guys are all amazing. So um, anyways, uh, Sean, we were talking about what's happening out there. Uh, we started talking about craziness. We started talking about complica- it's more complicated now because multiple offers aren't uh, you know, what they were before. One thing that you did bring up, though, uh, and this is important because it happens June the 1st, there's going to be changes to the stress test, right? Yep, correct. Uh, that will apply to conventional mortgages. And, uh, you know, that's anybody who's got a down payment of 20% or higher. Um, if you, but if you want a mortgage, uh, you, you're going to have to qualify at a higher rate now. And uh, that's, uh, that's the, what's happening there is the government is acknowledging that, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the really low interest rates that they've got in place to help the economy get through the pandemic uh, has led to some really, you know, um, a, a lot of prices going up and up and up in the real estate market. So they're, they're just tempering that just a little bit, but it's not huge. Uh, but um, 
uh, a family, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, I'm going off the top of my head here, but I think it's a family with an average household income of about $100,000 a year. Uh, the, uh, the the new requirements will uh, decrease their purchasing power by about $40,000 on the yes. home. Correct? Yeah, that's, that's what I read. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that I, I think that combined with people, you know, a lot of people getting vaccinated recently is just it's given. I think a lot of buyers are kind of like, you know, uh, they're they're starting to. There's other things out there that are on their mind now besides uh, acquiring a home uh, for the, to 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 call, you know, to work from and to live in during you know during a pandemic and, and going forward. Um, that's uh, taking a little bit of heat of the market, but I can't emphasize enough. It's not black and white. We're not. We haven't suddenly gone from a seller's market to a buyer's market. We just eased off uh, the accelerator a little bit, and uh, buyers are, are are having a bit more time uh, these days uh, uh, to consider putting in offers and getting offers together on properties they're interested in. It's important for our listeners to know that this this whole stress test thing this is not new because you know this oh, yeah. has been the government's way of controlling things for a few years now. You know, it's it's been I'm going to say it's like three years or something, right? I think it was 2018. Was the okay. First yeah, no, it's been in place. They've just, they've just, they've tweaked it. They haven't. It has. This isn't new legislation or new, yeah. new rules. It's just uh, a tweaking of the rules yeah. uh, as they go along. Because uh, I, I won't uh, snooze everybody with an economics lesson here, but uh, they've got different tools, uh, and they just want to keep interest rates low to keep business investment and other other options open for uh, everyone during the pandemic. Well, well, it's interesting, you know, because I even had this in casual conversation with someone, I think it was last week, I got to think about who it was. And the que- and the question was, you know, yeah, sure, interest rates are 2% right now, but what happens when they go up, right? And that's exactly what the stress test is for, is it's not that you're paying the five and a half, because I think, did I read you got to qualify at five and a half percent, right? I think it's five and a quarter, but okay, I'm, okay. We, we can verify that. So we know interest rates are around 2%, but now the bank's saying, yes, you will be paying 2% you know, on your mortgage, but we want to know that you're able to afford it should the rates go up to 5.5% or whatever it is, 5.25%. Uh, and that's the stress test. So it means that you're going to be able to handle that stress if and when the rates go up. Because let's face it, we know the rates are going to go up. It's not, it's not going to be 2% forever. It can't be. It cannot be. And uh, um, stress test is, is, has been a good thing, I feel. It has, it has um, uh, helped in some ways to make sure that people aren't putting themselves in a bad position. But as you mentioned, Sean, the, the double-edged sword, what it ends up doing is it means that you qualify for less. Yeah. So, you know, whereas you were looking at a $700,000 house before, now all of a sudden, you might only uh, qualify for, I don't know, just throwing the numbers out there. Just call it 600000 But prices haven't gone down. So what it's going to mean is you're going to need to adjust your, you're going to need to adjust your focus, right? That's a really good choice of words, Tony, because I was, the way I've been explaining it to some people uh, is it, it's think of it as, as consumer protection. See, you're, you're buying a house and you're getting very caught up uh, in, in the moment of looking for a house and getting an inspection done and, and getting your financing approved and everything. And a lot of people in that situation aren't thinking about what happens maybe five years down the road, which is where the bulk of people are going to have to make that next decision because they often lock in uh, at these low rates for five years at a time. 
Um, and uh, it's just the government's way of, of gently reminding people, you know, interest rates can fluctuate. And so what's it, what's your life going to look like uh, based on your income uh, and your assets uh, for you if if and when interest rates eventually go up? We're, we're going to put these rules in place to just remind people that, you know, of that so that they can go forward and, and make their decisions, their purchasing decisions in the moment uh, with a degree of, uh, of, of comfort, knowing that, you uh, Five years down the road or sooner they're still going to be okay they should be okay uh and i think that's when you look at it like consumer protection and not like mm-hmm. uh you know no, it's not meant to be um to be pouring uh, uh cold water all over everything uh but it's 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 there to keep people uh from um, um having to face harsh realities later on down the road when they're really focused in the present well, I mean, I, I would hope that the Canadian banking system had a close enough look at what happened in the States back in 2008 with that whole subprime mortgage situation, you know, and that's the thing, because the, in the States, they were just handing out money, you, you know, they call them ninja loans, remember that? No yep. income, no jobs, whatever the A is, the ninja loan, right? And um, so the, the Canada, thank goodness, much more fiscally responsible and conservative in that way saved us from that uh, uh, that subprime mortgage crisis. Yeah, no, I'd argue that yeah, that's exactly why we did better than the states in, in 2008 because we were more conservative going in. And yeah, so Canada had the lessons, um, uh, but we continue to learn. I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, I, no one can. There's never any guarantees, but uh, we survived 2008 uh, fairly well. I mean, we we weren't it didn't come through unscathed, but uh, we definitely fared a lot better than, than the United States. And uh, that's that's. Things like the stress test, that's why, you know, uh, Canada is considered one of the best places to invest in real estate because of those very conservative banking practices the government has in place. Now, I, I want to tell a story to our listeners. I haven't told you this one yet, uh, Sean, but I um, I was with uh, folks. The first place they've ever seen, uh, they were recommended to us by a uh, colleague over in Vancouver, uh, first time home buyer for a condo. And I, I showed them this place. They'd never seen a place before. And we had having this conversation. I said to them, I said, you know, this one here, it's going to sell over price, over list price because it's priced to sell. It's in this uh, uh, segment. Uh, and I told them it was listed at 400,000. I said, it's probably going to sell for around 430,000. And, you know, they're listening. They're like, yeah, okay. And then she said something which, t- which kind of blew me away because this is not what we normally hear from buyers and uh, realtor or realtors who are listening to this program, their ears probably would have uh, perked just now. She said to me, she goes, okay, because their maximum affordability level is 420, right? And I said, yeah, it's probably going to sell for 430. And she says, oh, so we better only look up to maybe 400,000 is what she said. And I, I had to hold myself back from clapping because I'm like, you're right. Because to be in a segment where you know everything's selling over price, you don't, you can't look at the list price because the price will go higher, right? And she, she so wisely said, it's going to be better for us to stay below the level so that if we do need to pay more, then we're still going to be okay. So uh, that's an attitude thing. We just talked about that, you know, the change of attitude. Uh, of of buying and and I I feel this is one of the reasons why a lot of buyers are frustrated right now, feeling like they're getting priced out. 
um, it may mean that they've got to look in a different place, either further away or something older or something smaller or something different, like uh, instead of a house uh, a attached unit or something, right? That's an example of a, of a, of a, of a buyer who's uh, done, doing a great job of using their logic and, and, and trying to uh, uh, remove themselves from their emotions because a lot of buyers get caught up in the emotions of uh, there's a place that they want. And if they know there's other people that want it, they start thinking, well, I want it. I want it. I don't want them to have it, but you, you know, uh, that's, that, that's, that's, uh, that, that's a great, that's a, that's a great place to start. I'm lately in the last three weeks or so, I'm starting to see some homes priced sort of where we would see them before the pandemic, where they're actually priced probably a little bit above the market value or where it should sell. Um, and uh, we haven't seen, you know, we've seen a lot of people sort of because the market was moving so fast is one of the big reasons is people were pricing things and, the, and, and they were selling so quickly because the, the market was going up. But um, I, I think I shared this with you, Tony, already, but I can't remember 100% if I have or not. But uh, we were successful in helping some buyers uh, in a bidding war. Uh, there was one other offer. Uh, the the uh, it was a condo larger condo and it, it was on the market for two weeks uh, with no offer de deadlines. Uh, we presented an offer, another one came in, and we actually were successful and got it for one hundred dollars over list price. A whole <laughs> oh so, my goodness! Like it's 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 not all you know. It's it's your your example there. Uh, you know um, maybe she should keep looking up to her budget, uh, but with it we got you know with the expectation that maybe maybe looking less. We'll avoid some disappointment. Well, we can. That's you know what? That's a great uh, point to end the episode on because we're out of time today. But thanks, Sean Farrell from the Prime Real Estate Team. Had a great chat today, and uh, to the rest of our listeners, have yourselves a great long weekend. We'll be here for you this time next week.